kids, it's me, I see robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to open up some Marvel figures, we're going to take a look at some Sesame Street cards, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons and all other kind of cool stuff of that sort, but until we get to that, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that thing. Okay, I see robot, I am on the tech 12, this is one time for your mind. world's famous. As we enter the scene, Derek and ISR are chit-chatting in between customers at the video store. So hey bro, you have been playing Dungeons and Dragons? How did that even get started? Oh hey Derek, uh, so, um, I don't know, to give you, to give you like the short version, I, I got the latest issue of Retrofied Magazine, shout out to Squared Stiff, shout out to Retrofied, and they... They had like a Dungeons and Dragons article as the feature and it was on the cover and I posted it. And then this homeboy from uh, Gino Vegas from back in the day contacted me and he was like, hey bro, when do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons for real? So I was like, I mean, anytime, honestly. I, I, I've been wanting to do it for, for like ever. And this was, this was like the first time anyone's reached out to me and offered to like be a dungeon master or whatever. That's always been the always been the thing. Everybody wants to be a player. Nobody wants to be the dungeon master because it involves a lot of work. Lots of storytelling, lots of everything. So when this homeboy Matt reached out, I was like, dude, I will do it, man. It was it was all really great. That is cool. Man, it is windy today and super cold. I wish the store had a heater for us, but so what? Do you like go to his house or something? That would be super weird, man. No man, check it out. This is this what makes it super cool. Like Dungeons and Dragons today it's done like entirely online. It's like homeboy. Homeboy has like this app and it, it's like he can dungeon master from remotely. So it's like, it's me, it's Gino Vega, it's one of Gino's friends named John, and then like a couple other fellas that I'm not, I'm not really sure what their what their legal names are, but they're they're all really cool and we're having like, we're having a super fun time, dude. We played twice already and, and each time it's been, it's been pretty fun, man. I guess that is actually pretty cool, bro. What is your character class? I played once and I was a paladin. Because you know, because I'm so nice and cool. Oh, me? I'm uh, like a ranger, which is like like a forest fighter. Not like a firefighter or whatever, but like I, I live in the woods and, and I fight and stuff. And Gino, he's he's a rogue. That's what you used to call a thief like back in the day. But I guess that's, I guess that's not cool. You can't call people thieves. So he's, he's a rogue. I am a ranger. I just made it up to level two and I learned a couple spells. One of my spells is like, I can give like, like people like frostbite on their fingers. Like, you know, like if, if we went outside right now for like a few minutes without our gloves. And then I got like another one where I can like go into like a berserker rage and like freak out and like spaz on guys. That's cool. I would like to berserker spaz on some of the customers sometimes honestly. These guys are the worst. I mean, what's up with that one guy who spends all day in the adult area? What is he even doing back there? We only have like three tapes. Well, I have an idea what he's doing back there, but I'm not sure it's something we should be talking about when there are customers around, but I, I would definitely be like keeping an eye on him if, if I were you and he's back there. Bro, I think you should keep an eye on him. I mean, I am the boss here, right? Not to pull rank or anything. It's just true. Hey, I see robots. Answer the phone, please. I have to go and see what's going on in the office. Call me if you need anything. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I can get it. 
Thanks for choosing Pooptronics video. What can I uh, help you with today? Now let's return to Earth. open a pack of weird trading cards. Sesame Street Live presents the all-new Save Our Street. Let's vote to save Sesame Street when you see the all-new Sesame Street Live show. Go for the fun of it. Coming to the Civic Arena Wednesday, January 21st through Sunday, January 25th. Tickets at all Choice Seat outlets. Man, I wanted to go to those Sesame Street things so bad. The Sesame Street Live seemed so fun. Of course, I was pretty old by the time that it came around, but it still seemed pretty cool because I have I have a very warm place in my heart for Sesame Street. My my earliest TV memories are of watching Sesame Street back in Illinois, back on a Back on PBS, and then when we moved to um, California, I would see the commercials for the Sesame Street Live on the uh, on KBHK TV 44 and on KTVU Channel 2. I just, I have very fond memories of Sesame Street. Just like growing up, it was such, such an important part of my life. What we have today right here in front of us is two packs of Sesame Street trading cards. They're from a company called IM. I think that stands for Idol Maker. Idol Maker Incorporated. These are from Canada. There's 10 cards per pack, and it is a 100-card pack. This is also the first time ever in the history of mankind that they made Sesame Street trading cards. So some of these are going to be the rookie cards of very popular characters. For example, we got number one. That's the Count. Number two is Big Bird. Number four is Ernie. Number uh, eight is Bert. Number nine is Bert, rather. Number 10 is Grover. All these cards, the earliest number cards, are going to be the rookie cards of some very, very integral characters. And the things we know that drive rookie cards through the roof is like TV appearances, movie appearances, and things of that sort. And these characters have them in spades. So, according to the metrics of card growth, these should be huge. Let's, uh... Let's just cut with the dilly-dallying. Let's just, like, bust into here, and we'll talk about the uh, memories we have on the characters. These are the kind that are in a plastic, like a plastic thing. So we're going to use a pair of scissors. Big shout-out to the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors. Haven't used those in a while, so shout-out to them. Shout-out to Vidal Sassoon. We're going to cut into these. It's kind of a kind of a snug fit, but we'll see what's in here. Let's, um, let's pull them all out. We'll sit the wrapper over on the other side. The first one we have here is a card of a cheetah, and it says a cheetah can hide in the tall grass. Also, Cookie Monster's there. This is card number 88. Oh, there's a riddle. What did the letter say to the stamp? Stick to me, and we'll go places. That's that's a Derek-level joke. Shout-out to Derek. Shout-out to the Derek Show. You can find the Derek Show. Derek's the guy who works with me at the video store. Derek's the guy who was with me and Ed during the uh, famous Food Cube fiasco. He, he works with me at uh, Pooptronics Video, and he also has his own show, over on our Patreon, The Derek Show. It's great. The The last episode, he had his friend Big Daddy Craig on as the guest. And that guy, that guy's a lunatic. He's a 12-year-old who's already graduated high school. And he just, like, hangs around and does crazy violent things, destroys things, smokes, vapes. He's he's kind of a jerk if you ask me, but Big Daddy Craig has some star potential. Let's, let's take a look at the second card. 
This one says, a rhinoceros has poor eyesight, but good hearing. This is card number 96. Let's take a look at the riddle. Ernie and Grover, why is the longest human nose on record only 11 inches long? Because if it were 12 inches, it would be a foot. That's, a good one. That's another, another Derek joke. Then we have this one here. It says, Big Bird likes the Australian koala. This is card number 86. Here's another riddle. What has to be broken to be used? The answer is, of course, an egg. Then we have card number 17. This one says, Ernie has 16 flowers. Could have made that card number 16. It would be a nice, a nice fit. Let's see. Oh, there's a riddle here. What flowers are found between your nose and your chin? The answer, tulips. That's a good one. Then we have the letter R with Cookie Monster. Card number 34. Cookie Monster at the end of the rainbow. This one also has a riddle. What kind of a bow can't be tied? The answer, a rainbow. Then we have number two. This is card number three. This is Harry the Monster. He's that big blue monster, and it says Harry has two dolls. This is the rookie card of Harry the Monster. This one, this one is not what I would consider one of the crown jewels of the set. Honestly, I think the crown jewel of the set would be card number one, the count. I love the count. I think the count is great, but Big Bird, Bert, Ernie, Grover, any of these guys are going to be high-level rookies, sure to sell in the thousand. His riddle says, what do you get when you put two banana peels together? A pair of slippers. Get it? Because he slipped on banana peels. <laughs> then we have card number 38. It is the Count. It's not the Count's rookie, but it is a picture of the glorious Count with a violin. And it says this for us. Hold on right here. Which athlete can jump higher than a horse? They all can. Horses can't jump. <laughs> the next card is card number 20. And it says Cookie Monster has 19 cookies. That's that's a lot of cookies, bro. I gotta say. Let's uh let's see. No, Cookie Monster's rookie card is gonna be card number eleven. That's the one where he has ten cupcakes. But let's take a look at the riddle. What happened to the sardine who turned up late for work? It got canned. <laughs> that's it. Then we have card number 53, and it has uh well it has Elmo on the front and a bunch of bubbles. Elmo's riddle is of this. I don't like Elmo very much, to be honest. But it says, How do we know dinosaurs raced against one another? It's because dinosaurs left tracks. I don't I don't think that's a very good riddle. But uh at any rate, then we have card number 66. This one is of Ernie, and his riddle is this. What did one tube of glue say to the other tube of glue? We have to stick together. Overall, I'd have to say the first pack was kind of a clunk. We're gonna sit this one over here. We're gonna we're gonna file away the rest of these in the He-Man circular file next to the desk. So far, we are underwhelmed. Shout out to Ferb who likes it when we get bad cards. Let's uh let's bust into the second pack. Hopefully, we're gonna do better. Oh, right off the top, the checklist. The card we love more than any other, The Checklist. And this one is card number 43, and it has Oscar the Grouch. And his riddle is of this. Why was the insect thrown out of the forest? Because he was a litter bug. <laughs> <laughs> then we have card number 8 with the Amazing Mumford. Oh, this is a good one. This is uh, the rookie card of the Amazing Mumford, a minor character, but an awesome character nonetheless. What soup is the most expensive? 24 carrot soup. Get it? Because it's like gold. And then we have uh, card number 25, a little bird and an egg. 
What do cows read at breakfast? The newspaper, get it? I do not. Uh, then it is card 84. I'm getting sick of these riddles. This is an Elmo one. We're just going to skip that. Then we have um, card number 82, Prairie Dawn. I'm not really familiar with this character. What's as big as an elephant but weighs nothing at all? His shadow. Overall, guys, we're not doing great. Card number 81. What's a rich rabbit called? A million hair. This one's Cookie Monster. Let's just kind of skip through some of these. These riddles are heinous. I should save some of these for Derek. Good night, Bert. Good night, Ernie. It's Bert and Ernie on the same card, which is nice. Uh, what did the 5,000-pound mouse say to the cat? Here, kitty kitty. You know, because he's going to kill them. Then we have card number 59. Not a good one. Then we have card number 45. Not a good one. But we did get a good one. The final card turned out to be the gem of the set. It is Cookie Monster with 10 cupcakes. So we got the rookie card of the Cookie Monster. We got the rookie card of the Amazing Mumford. And then we got the rookie card of Harry Monster. I... I used to love Cookie Monster when I was a kid. I had like a little Cookie Monster plush. I had a whole bunch of Cookie Monster stuff. I thought he was, and I still do. I thought he was pretty fun. I uh, Admirable qualities to that guy. We all like cookies. It's it's hot today. I'm in the, the Earth Base office right now. And it's like 90 degrees outside. And the, the AC machine's in the other room. So I'm in here kind of sweltering right now. Normally, normally Northern California weather gets hot during the day. And then it really cools down at night because of the, the ocean air, like, blows in. And it'll get down to, like, 50 at the night. But if it's going to be, like, a hot streak, we have, like, three hot days in a row, it doesn't really cool down at night. So the house the house is still hot from yesterday. So we're going to we're gonna call this here. We're going to call this not really a great success. But I am certain that this Cookie Monster is going to be, like, an incredibly valuable card on the, uh, on the online. We're going to have to make sure to get that one graded at... The borders are nice. The corners are nice. I'm thinking this one's going to be worth millions. So with all that said, let's jump forward and find out what's going on in Japanese League. This week in Japanese League Baseball. Shota Imanaga became the first, and potentially last pitcher to ever throw a no-hitter at Sapporo Dome, which will no longer be the Nippon Ham Fighters home from 2023 onward, as his guys gave him two runs in the ninth to ensure he only needed to go nine to achieve fame. He is also the first ever Yokohama Bay Stars pitcher to throw a no-no, as the last one in franchise history was in 1970 by Hiroshi Kito of the then Tayo Wales. A second-inning walk was all that prevented the 28-year-old lefty from a perfect game. He struck out nine fighters on the night. Third baseman Munitaka Murakami of the Yakult Swallows basically earned the Interleague MVP award on this day, as he hit two home runs against the SoftBank Hawks. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. up a bit and talk about some Marvel superhero figures today. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Yeah, man, this is the Icy Robots. Big shout out to Derek for filling in uh, this week in Japanese League Baseball. I think it is a pretty good 
voiceover work there. Shout out to Derek. Shout out to the Derek Show. Shout out to everyone out there on the Patreon. Let's let's see. It was kind of a kind of an odd week. I did not pick up any new GI Joes. I did not pick up any new He-Man. So I kind of I kind of had to dig in the vault and see what I had. Uh, excuse me, I'm reaching away, but uh, I had to see what I had in reserve to open. I. I sometimes, like, buy figures, and then I just kind of sit on them, I forget about them, and I don't know, man. That's that's definitely a problem in the action figure collecting world, just, like, buying stuff and then sort of just taking for granted that you have these things. I think back I think back to being a young Sprat, a young IC Robots back in the day, and I, I, I imagine, like, imagine thinking in the future that someday you're going to buy action figures and you're not even going to open them, and not only are you not even going to open them, you're probably going to forget that they even exist. It's very... It's very strange, very weird. I I think this just goes to show to the uh, excess. The excess that we have in today's society and in, in, in this world that we live in. But at any rate, I do I do have these three guys here. These are technically Marvel Legends, but these are these are the smaller varietal of Marvel Legends, more kind of in line with like a uh, amigo pocket hero or like a like a Star Wars figure from back in the day. They have five points of articulation. They're kinda they're kind of like lightly detailed, more more along the lines of your Star Wars rather than your uh, Star Wars Black, as it were. The first one, the first one I have right here in my hand is a guy known as the Falcon. I really do like the Falcon. I think that he, I think that he's a very cool character. I have his first appearance comic hanging on the wall right there. It's one of one of the crown jewels of my comic collection. Let's let's see what it says on the back here. A soaring Avenger, Falcon patrols the skies with his faithful companion Redwing. He stops any villains that he comes across. Let's let's bust into this. It has some really nice artwork, kind of kind of reminiscent of a '70s Mego pocket hero, like I said a second ago. It even says, it even goes as far as to say Kenner on the uh, on the packaging. That's that's kind of showing how far they're going on the throwback tip. But let's let's get in here. I apologize for the uh, crinkling sounds. I. I should have been a little more efficient in that. He's he's on a tray inside of a bubble, so he's he's nicely packed in here. Let's pull him out. He's kind of he's kind of tough because he has wings. The wings are kind of folded into the back. Let's uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and do all the crinkling first, so then we'll then we'll get into it. So a- as we've said, he has five points of articulation, and that, uh, those are the arms, the legs, and then his head. He also comes with some really cool wings. That snap into his back, a la a G.I. Joe backpack, a little peg. And then he also, he also comes with Red Wing the Falcon. Red Wing's, Red Wing's always been interesting to me. The idea that, like, he can somehow communicate with birds has been interesting because I think, I think, like, part of the appeal of the Falcon as a character is that he's just a regular man. He's just, like, an everyman. He represents, like, he represents the citizens of the world to me, whereas, like, a guy like Captain America is, like, a superstar, super tough, super powered, super cool... You kind of got a nice little, a nice little uh, mix and match team when the, when the two were together, and the the idea that he can somehow communicate with a bird always did seem weird to me. I mean, it's cool, it's fine, but at the same time, it is it is a bit odd. I, I kind of like how in the movies he has sort of like a drone instead. It kind of kind of makes a little more sense. Anthony Mackie, shout out to him. Shout out to the work he's done as the Falcon. He's made the he's made the Falcon into like a mainstream hero, man, and that's. That's pretty cool. I do like this figure. He has the white and red adornment of the Falcon as opposed to the early uh, iterations where he, where he came in green. And then later he has kind of like various suits of armor and stuff. 
cool figure. I, I have Captain America in this line already, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit him over there with Cap. I gotta say, if I were a young sprat, I would be head over heels with these guys. I think that they're so cool, and the fact that they could join into your G.I. Joe battles, the fact that they could join in on your uh, Star Wars battles is just, just a nice bonus. Let's sit him over there. The second one that I have is a guy that goes by the name of Norrin Rand, a.k.a. The Silver Surfer. Cruising through the cosmos on a board that travels faster than light, Silver Surfer stops evil and he battles for what's right. That was kinda that was kinda like a rhyme, which is which is one of the things your boy likes. He likes hip hop and rhymes and stuff, so I I dig that. Let's see. He has his surfboard. His surfboard comes in a separate piece of plastic than the figure. We're gonna throw that in the He-Man garbage can. We're gonna pull him off. He has the same five points that the Falcon has, and then the surfboard fits on his uh, foot peg. So that's that's pretty cool, man. I, I've i always liked the idea of the Silver Surfer. I think he's just like a really cool design, really cool character. But I gotta say, I haven't read that many Silver Surfer comics over the course of my life. He kind of he kind of pops up to me when like Galactus pops up. You know, he is, of course, the herald of the almighty Galactus. When you see Silver Surfer... You know that Galactus is coming your way to eat your planet. So let's let's take a look. I, I have him right now. He's kind of soaring through the sky on his skateboard, surfboard rather. Let's. Wouldn't that be cool if he was the silver skater and he kind of he was more like a street level version? He he lost his board and he became a skate guy and he skates around New York fighting crime with the Falcon and Captain America. We got Captain America, the silver skater, and the Falcon. That would be pretty tight, man. I should I should reach out to a uh, Joe Casada over at Marvel and see if that's something he might be interested in. I do want to note, uh, the Falcon fell over, and I'm trying to get Red Wing back onto his uh, arm, and he doesn't, he honestly doesn't go that that well on his arm. His his plastic, it's kind of it's kind of soft, and it just, it doesn't hold tight. So I, I feel like once you got it on, it might be best just to keep it on rather than move it on and off. But there's no risk for the, the talons to break or anything, because it's a very, very soft plastic. The... The Silver Surfer does fit very well on his board. This was one that I was looking, I was looking for a lot when I when I saw they were making Silver Surf. I thought it would be cool. I, I I love Silver Surfer figures. I have like, I have like three or four of them, despite never really like uh, reading a Silver Surfer comic. I I have this for grip. One time I was at the the San Jose Comic Show and I saw somebody had the first print of the Silver Surfer on sale in his booth for fifty bucks. And I instead decided to buy something else, and I didn't get it. And I gotta say, I've regretted that just about every day since. Every day I wake up, the first thing that pops into my head, you should have bought that Silver Surfer. It could be on your wall of fame right now. But instead, you bought, uh, you know what I bought? I think I actually bought a glow-in-the-dark pirate chip for Minimates. I was crazily into Minimates at the time. I still think Minimates are cool, but at the time, I was obsessed. I would buy any Minimate that I saw. I have no idea why, but I really wanted this glow-in-the-dark pirate ship, and I still have it. I can see it right on the shelf over there, but I've never so much as even, like, played with it once I put it there. And that Silver Surfer comic would be super dope on the wall. I'm sure it's gone up in value incredibly. The The first appearances of these characters are just, like, they're through the roof. Once again, Red Wing has fallen off. I'm going to see if I can fit Red Wing into his hand. Not really that well, but... It just, uh, it doesn't stay. It fell off again. So I, I don't know. And the more I look at these wings, they don't really, they look cool. Do I have them on upside down? I do. I think I, I think I have them upside down. That's why they look so silly. But once you put them right, they do look cool. They fold open. They shut. They, uh, I don't know. They're cool, man. No, no beef there. These are $9 action figures. So you can't really, 
complain all that much. And then the third one I have is my favorite of so far. It is one of my favorite all-time characters, the guy that goes by the name of Daredevil, the man without fear. Matt Murdock, the man without fear, uses his radar sense to serve as Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen last line of defense. I I think that if you rate your favorite hero based on the amount of comic books you have of said hero, I would have to say that Daredevil is my favorite because I've been working on this this complete set of Daredevil comics for quite a while now. I even went as far as to buy a whole separate long box for my Daredevil comics. So that does go to show he may very well be my favorite. There's just been like... There have been so many good runs of Daredevil. You know, you got the Frank Miller run, fantastic. You got the Bendis run, fantastic. The Brubaker run, fantastic. The Chip Zdarsky run right now, really great. He's just, he's just like an all-timer, man. An all-timer cool character as far as like having great comics. And this, this is a really nice fig, I gotta admit. He comes with his double, his double batons, his white batons that he uses to beat criminals' heads in. He, uh, he does have a peg in his back for a backpack, but I don't know... Let's put, um, let's put the Falcon's wings in his back. Let's imagine a scenario where the Falcon's like, you take my wings, you need to fly, let Captain America know that we're, that we're in trouble. He dropped his batons. These guys have soft plastic, which is fine, because as we've seen with, like, the more rigid plastic, like a G.I. Joe, that the hands tend to break when you, when you mess with the weapons. But these are so soft that they just, they just don't stay in very well. And I dropped the baton, and I can't, oh, here it is. Found it. Shout out to Preston, who likes it when I go under my desk. I didn't go all the way under there. I only went partially. But when you put these wings on him, he doesn't look... He looks like... He looks like a red angel. This is actually not a bad look, man. He should... He should fly through the sky. Here he is flying by the, uh... The white, uh, Yeti microphone. Shout out to Gino Vega. And I, I want to mention, I do still have the very first microphone that I ever had when I started doing this. The one that I recommended to him... The Yeti uh, Snowball. I got it still. Still in effect. Still use it all the time. Still love it. Still use it when I play D&D. Still use it when I record pods. I I don't know. This is this is a nice figure. The horns in his head stick out a little bit. They look cool. He has the white in the eyes. He's, he looks just like Daredevil, man. It's really great. I think that these horns in his head are a very nice defensive item. Like, if you're... If you're throwing blows at Daredevil and somehow you manage to get past his defenses and land one on his forehead... You're very likely to, like, destroy your hands on these protruding horns. Nice, nice idea, man. If I ever uh, become a superhero, I might steal it. I very well might. But, uh, there you have it. I got, oh, I dropped that baton again. The baston. What a, these hands are soft, and they're nice, and they're never gonna break. But I don't know how much I can take, because they keep dropping things under my desk. But, uh... At any rate, that's what we have here. I got three of these guys. I opened all three. I did it in just uh, about 11 minutes. So very, very nice. The The new wave of these is coming out and there's Moon Knight is in it. And I do want the Moon Knight. I did not like the Moon Knight TV show at all. It was actually the first Marvel series I ever just like quit watching altogether because it, it didn't didn't appeal to me in any way. But I love the way Moon Knight looks. I think he looks so cool. So when I see Moon Knight on the shelf... I am going to get these. Let's see, uh, who else is in that wave? Moon Knight. Uh, this isn't going anywhere. I don't even know how I'm going to search for these. Because I know they're Marvel Legends, but I I know they're not 3.75. Let's see, 3.75 inch. Uh, no, that gets you a different one. Oh, here we go. Moon Knight. The Moon Knight looks awesome. Really, really cool. That's uh, Marvel Legends Retro. 
Series 7. Let's see who else was in Red Series. Bro, in that wave, we have... Uh, da, 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 da. I can't find them anywhere. Oh, you have some cool ones, actually. You got Moon Knight. You got Nova, the classic 70s Nova. Spider-Man with uh, the wings under his arms. The the original version where he has, like, those wings. You got uh, an 80s version of Iron Man. Another Captain America. And then uh, Firestar. The Firestar looks really cool. I think that I will be getting up on that one. I'll probably get the Nova. I'll get the Moon Knight. I... I don't see me buying the Iron Man, but I just might because they're only nine bucks, dude. When I see them, they're so charming. They're so cute that I, I just can't resist. Let's, let's move forward and talk about something else. Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. I really wasn't in the mood, but I went anyway. I woke up and I just like, I really wasn't feeling the flea market. I don't know, man. Sometimes it, uh, I feel like, like life is in a rut. I called it a groundhog life the other day. And I'm like, I just, I didn't really feel like going, but I went anyway. And then it sort of turned into like a self-fulfilling prophecy and I didn't, I didn't find anything fun. But let me, uh, let me, let me just, uh, do a callback to a previous episode. The other day I, um, I was sitting right here on my desk and I looked over and there was like some weird looking like pink plastic. And I was like, what is this? And I touched it and it was, it was gum. I don't know if you guys recall a few episodes back, I decided to sit down some gum that I got from opening up a, uh, trading card pack and see if... See if ants would go and get it. We're having like an ant problem in the house. Every summer we get ants. I think it, I think it's to do with like the drought, the drought that we have around here and like ants are just looking for water and they're all over the place. And I, I sat this out to see if they would take it. And they in fact did not. It's been sitting here untouched for a few weeks. So there you go, man. Will ants eat 30 year old gum? They will in fact not. So we have that, but, uh, Back to the flea market. I, I did go and I did walk around, but it, it it's like if you're not if you're not like fully one thousand percent into it, your your searching levels aren't just gonna reach to the point where you can find anything fun. And I didn't. I did I did manage to score another one of those Blackula posters that I got the other week. My brother said that he wanted one, and if I could find another, he would like it. And I did I did in fact succeed in that regard. It was only it was only five bucks, so that's that's really cool. I got to go score a poster tube over at the store and mail that out to him. How much does a, a poster tube even cost? I bet, I bet in the long run, the tube is going to cost more than the poster itself. But uh, that's all good. All good in the hood. I did, I did see my homeboy Rusty over at the flea market. This guy Rusty is a vendor who, in the past, I've referred to him as the guy who won't sell me things. But he has. He's kind of warmed up to your dude, and he does now sell me things. But I, I saw a homeboy over there, and he um he had a bunch of chickens. He had these, like, these small little baby chicks that were, like, all around his feet. They were, like, walking all around there. And I was like, hey, Rusty, my boy, what's what's with these chickens? And he's just like, oh, these are my Rhode Island Reds. I bring them with me every time. I may have I may have mentioned this before, but these were, these were a second batch of chickens, because these ones were uh, super small. I saw Rusty with some chickens many moons ago. So that was... That was kind of interesting. I saw my homeboy Marcus. Marcus, 
Marcus is this homeless guy I know from the dig, and he he sells at the flea market on, on the weekends. I have no idea where dude actually lives, but I know that he is a homeless guy. For a while, Santa Rosa was offering this, um, this, like, program where homeless guys were given hotel rooms for free. I am 1,000% with this program. I think that there is more than enough money floating around for everybody to have a home, and it's like, I think it's a national disgrace for people to have to sleep on the streets. But at any rate, I, I saw that homeboy, and he, he like... He doesn't sell really, th- really things I'm interested in. He'll sell like, uh, you know, bowls and spoons, like old timey bowls and old timey spoons and things, things like that. The kind of things that, uh, you know, like forty old women who, who like live, live laugh, laugh and love would want in their house. If that makes any makes any sense, like old kitschy looking things and things like kitchen implements that you'll hang up as decorations. It's cool, man. He makes he makes money at this, but it's not it's not for me. But he is. He's a nice guy. He's one of my he's one of my old dig pals. Man, dig has still not opened, and that really that really bums me out, honestly, because I feel like it should be by now, but they just they haven't, and it's so it's so weird. This dig part of my life is is missing, and it uh, it, it leaves like a hole in my heart. But it does leave me more time to go to the movies. It does leave me more time to do these things. So it's not it's not all bad. But I I'm kind of I'm kind of getting tired of the flea market circus circuit. To be honest, I. I do like going, and I do like wandering around, but I'm just, like, I'm just not into bringing more things home at this point. Of course, if I find some, like, cool rap tapes or some cool G.I. Joes or whatever, I'm all for it. But I'm just, like, I'm in the opposite of picker mode. I'm in the the remover mode. I'm more into wanting to sell at the flea market and get rid of some of these things I have than I am to, like, go and bring new things home. And this is, this is going to be morbid, I feel, but um, with, with my homeboy Galen dying... And with uh, other people I know dying, and it's like I see that life is a a finite journey. We're all gonna we're all gonna pass someday, and I honestly worry about leaving all this stuff behind. I've gone ahead and I talked to the kid. I talked to the kid 2.0, and I said, "Hey, when I die, do you want my comics?" And she's like, "No, I want them. I definitely want them. I think that would be really cool to have them." So I do have that going for me. But like, I have like stacks of magazines, stacks of books. Tons of loose action figures, records, laser discs, VHS tapes. I have, like, I honestly own, like, ten CRT TVs. And it's like, I don't want to croak and have her have to deal with all these things. I don't know if that's morbid as much as it's practical. Because my my wife's father passed away many, many years ago. I'm thinking, like, it's probably, like, ten years ago. And they're still dealing with his stuff. I'm not even kidding. Dude was a collector type. He liked, you know, all kinds of different things. Radios, just all these different things. Tools. They're still dealing with, like, what do we do with this stuff? And it's like, I don't want to leave... I don't want to leave this behind. You know, it's like, it's all cool stuff for me, but it's like, I'm going to die someday. Everyone's going to die. We're all going to die. And I don't want to leave it behind. It's really... It's really weird. Especially, you know, we had this this year of the bug. This two years of the bug. And I lost two aunts. I lost an uncle. I lost a friend. And it's really got me... It's just really got me thinking that like someday I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm not immortal and it's like instead of bringing more stuff home, I feel like I should be moving some of these things out to other people who might want them. And that's that's just weird. It's weird to think about that. It's weird to think of a world without your boy Icy Robots in it, but someday that will be the world. Someday that will be the world and someday the world will be without you as well unless unless you happen to be immortal, which is cool. And if you are, please share that secret with me. I I would like it if if I was given the chance to be a vampire, I think I would take it. I've thought about this before. If a vampire came up to me and said, yo, bro, 
I can bite you right now and turn you into a vampire and you would be immortal. I would, I would first off ask the wife. I said, you know, I think we should both become vampires. And I would ask the kid, you know, I think that maybe you might want to consider becoming a vampire to you because me and your mom are going to become immortal creatures of the night. And we don't want to, we don't want to leave you out of this. So consider, consider that we can get, we can get Vlad Tepe's here to uh, inject the serum into our necks and turn us into vampires. I, I wouldn't mind giving up the daytime. I feel like. Whenever you see dudes like your Bill Comptons on True Blood and all these, all these vampire geeks, they always complain about how I, I never get to feel the warmth of the sun. I never get to go out in the daylight. Well, you know what? Daylight's cool and all, but it doesn't, it doesn't like over, overshadow the fact that someday you're going to croak. If it meant that I could live eternally, but I, I couldn't go out in the day, that would be fine, man. Plenty of people out there don't go out during the day. There's a lot of guys who work at night. There's a lot of people with, like, allergies to the sun. There's your John Travolta bubble boys and stuff. And they don't see the daylight. And they don't they don't seem any worse for wear, man. There's all kinds of things going on at night that you can enjoy. It would be fine, I think. So, if you happen to be a vampire and you're listening to this and you want to inject me with your serve and make me to an immortal creature of the night, I'm here. I'm here for that. Reach out to me on the tweets at Icy Robots. Uh, say... Hashtag, I want to turn you into a vampire. And maybe, maybe we can work something out. Maybe I can give you, like, the uh, access to the Patreon for free in return for my immortality. I don't know. Speaking of Patreon, it's there for you guys at supportthereport.com. There are all kinds of fun things there. I'm not even kidding. We got the Derek Show. I've been uploading some mixtapes. I recently found a stack of CDs of, like, these mixes that I made back in the day. Back in the day, I, I was like a mix master, man. I would make these CDs for, like, my walk to work. I would make these CDs for, like, when I had to go and ride the bus or whatever, just because I wanted to hear my tunes. This was pre-iPods, pre-streaming music, and this was my this was my way to keep myself entertained. But I have, like, I got tons of these, and I've been putting them together in, like, one long mix and uploading them onto the Patreon. They're fun. I think that they're really cool. It's like It's like a nice slice of, like, 20... 25 years ago of what a young Icy Robots was up to. And if that's anything that might interest you, they're there for you to download, put on your iPod, and you can imagine you're me. You can imagine you're me getting ready to ride the bus. You can imagine you're me wishing he was a vampire and was immortal. But uh, at any rate, I think I think we're going to cut this one. I think we're going to cut and run. So please, 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 please consider joining the Patreon. Derek Show at the movies. I have a new show that I've been thinking about uh I want to talk about the early days of uh, the UFC. I was like, I was like a no-holds-barred fighting nut back in the day. I kid you not. I I was into, like, all these wacky extreme fighting, mixed martial arts kind of things. And I just kind of want to go over some of these shows, some of these videotapes that I have. I think that might, I think that might be fun. That's in the early planning stages if you want to get down with that. Please support thereport.com. Shout out to Gino Vega. He's sick right now. He's got the bug. We're hoping he makes it through. But if not, you know, we'll get by. The world will get by. I'm just kidding. It, it won't. won't. It will stop on its axis. We will all lose gravitational force and spin into the uh, the sky. So please, my guy, get better soon. Father's Day was uh, yesterday. Father's Day will be yesterday. I don't know what I'm doing for Father's Day. It's it's a weird one. The kid's old. The kid's on the verge of moving out, and that's great. It's really sad in a way, but it's also good in a way. That's that's a real mixed one for you guys out there. It's like you want to see baby bird fly out of the nest, but as baby bird's flying off in the horizon, you get like a little tear in her eye because it's sad to see her go. It'll be sad to have her room be empty, but at the same time, it'll be cool to have her room filled with more stuff 
more junk that your boy collects, so I don't know. My days of being a father are over. Not really, because I feel like you're always a father once you get that designation, but Father's Day is more for those hardworking fathers. Those guys out there driving their kids to school, those guys going to see plays, going to band things after school, going to see baseball games, softball games, Little League, you know, parent-teacher's night. I haven't done that stuff in forever. So while I am still a father, I wouldn't say I'm an active working father. If you're an active working father, your boy knows how hard that is. So I give it up to you. Give it up to all the dads out there. So until we meet again, my guys, keep loving your heart. Try to be a good person. Try to care about others. Just uh, if you don't like what's in the news, go out there. Some of you around. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. What's a Merlot Broham? You guys... Don't know what a Merlot Broham is. Right, we got it's a, a Cadillac. Everybody love everybody.